This show is a member of the Sorgatron Media Podcast Network. Find out more at sorgatronmedia.com. This show is brought to you by IndieWrestling.us. Check out IWC, RWA, and more. And listeners like you, support this show at patreon.com slash wrestlingmayhemshow. Hey guys, it's the Indie Mayhem Show. I'm Mike Sorg at Sorgatron on the Twitter here in the Sorgatron Media Studios in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. And this is the show where we talk to people in and around independent professional wrestling. And of course, please go check out everything and support things over at IndieWrestling.us and all the other great podcasts at WrestlingMayhemShow.com. Drop us a line at GoodTimes at WrestlingMayhemShow.com or 412-206-WMS0 if you have any questions for any upcoming guests that we may have announced on the Twitter and the Facebook page or or, uh, or if you have any suggestions on people we should talk to, we'd have to fill out a couple of spots over the holidays. So if you want to see anybody, especially like return, do anything different, anybody new we should be talking to, let us know. We do like to reach out to some new talent. Well, uh, this is this is a night of uh, uh, some interesting interviews. Um, some people have, have had fun experiences with the RWA audiences, and uh, <laughs> we are going to get into a few of those stories, but back with us, also to give us his side of the story, because we had his tag team partner, John Roden, on a little bit ago. Bronco McBride joins us here, one half of the Renegade Wrestling Alliance Tag Team Champions. Welcome to the show. Thank Finally, you. we've been trying. How many years have I tried to get you on this show? Whoa. How many years? I want to point out, it took your tag team partner getting here first to motivate your ass to get out here. Well, I, uh, well, to be fair, the first couple of years, my job, you were doing just on Tuesdays, and my, my shoe job was Tuesday at 10 o'clock is when I got off. It was a block shift. So, to be fair, but I'm going to say, let's see, we started training in 2010. I think we were maybe like a year in when you started bugging me, so... <laughs> About seven, six, seven years. Yeah, six, seven was I, years. Was I bugging you guys back in the blue collar slaughterhouse? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You said, oh, hey, come down and get on. I was like, oh, that'd be awesome. And then cars were breaking and stuff. Just so uh, so seven me. years in the making. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it's oh, it finally. started off entertaining. We got cops going by. Yeah, yeah. Damn. We had Marshall busting into the, exactly, the studio. Yeah. You know, it's it's great. It's, it's great. It's a great beginning. So anyways, uh, for those who don't know you, we like to do a little icebreaker here on the show. Um, so <laughs> I'm sorry. We, we have in the chat room, uh, John Roden is, 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 uh, harding every time we mention his name. So man, uh, so what is your earliest memory of pro wrestling? You know, I knew you're going to ask something like that and I can't honestly, to remember. your recollection, like what, what, what kind of sticks out? I can't honestly remember. I always just remember watching wrestling. Mm-hmm. Like I don't remember a time like when I was, when I was younger, like I, I grew up with my grandma, I lived with my grandma, and there was a bunch of us in the house. And I remember I don't remember who turned it on, but I just remember always watching it. And I remember I was a big Stone Cold fan, obviously, you know, who wasn't. But I remember probably around probably something with Stone Cold would be my, my first thing I've seen, but I just always remember watching it and the more I got into it, like my grandma became a big fan of it and people, you know, people It really uh, Stone Cold really gets the grandmas, doesn't he? Oh yeah, yeah. It's John Cena now, but you know. Yeah. He's, oh, he's I haven't the seen guy. the John Cena grandma contingent yet. <laughs> but but they're not flipping off the cameras like my my in laws grandma. So <laughs> <laughs> so so pretty much attitude era on. 
Yeah, man. I mean, like, as early as I remember watching TV, like, there's only two things in my entire life that I religiously watched for TV. Like, I'm not big on TV, but um, wrestling and Sons of Anarchy were the only two things that I religiously would turn on a TV and I'd be sitting down for it. Okay. That's it. That's okay. everything. I mean, I'd watch other things, but I wasn't like, oh, it's 10 o'clock. I got to be here. I got to be there. But for wrestling and Sons of Anarchy, that was it. Those two things, they had my attention enough that I would stop whatever I was doing and I would make sure I saw the brand new episode. That's an interesting mix. So is it was it a lot for the, for similar reasons that they both uh, you latched on to both of those things? <clears throat> I didn't... I, when I started watching Sons of Anarchy, I didn't... I wasn't a fan of, like, the very first episode. Like, mm-hmm. I'm not a fan of Harley's Dinos. I'm, I'm not... I mean, some, but, like, I that's what... The opening scene is Jack's riding a Dyna, mm-hmm. a Dynaglide, and I'm like, uh, I'm not a big Harley guy anyway. And I'm like, nah, and I just shut it off. And then, like, season four was coming out, I think. They had, like, you know, they had four on Netflix, and I thought season five was coming out. I watched, like, four seasons. I sat down. I watched it in, like, a couple days because I worked a block shift Sunday to Tuesday. And I, I watched it. I think, like, Wednesday I discovered it. And I was like, I'm going to sit down and give this a try. And I did. And I was like, wow. And then this Tuesday season, I thought it was season five coming out. So I looked, and now uh, it was season six. So I had to run to Walmart, and I had to grab <laughs> season five, and I had to watch it because it wasn't on Netflix yet. So that, and I mean, like, you know, eight, nine o'clock, whenever it's been on wrestling, just, you know, it's Monday. Mm-hmm. You know, that's that's what got me through school when I did go. I was like, oh, it's wrestling. I go and watch wrestling. But yeah, that's as long as I can remember. That's that's that like that was the thing. That was my only thing. Uh, we learned from uh, your partner's uh, uh, interview that uh, it, this seems to be the, the thread that kind of pulled you guys together early on as well. That's exactly how we met. Was mm-hmm. wrestling. He moved up from Beaver Falls, I believe it was, <clears throat> and he sits down at the table. And the table I sat at at lunch, like. Well, when you see me in the ring, I'm not much of a likable guy, and I like that's that's me most of the time. But I don't, mm. I'm not, I'm not a people person. I can but, vouch for that. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not. A, yeah, I'm not a people person. You know, so I just, I kind of do my own thing, and you know, I have a few select friends, and I just keep it at that. Well, I, we all sat at a table that it was just like people that we knew, like from our grade, you know, seventh grade, high school, and we're just sitting here, like, yeah well we know each other so we're sitting here and it is what it is and he was just this new kid with this giant head um <laughs> right and he's sitting across from me and my school was which how I, old are you guys i i'll be 27 in a, like a week i'll be 27 in like a week no i mean how old were you then oh then like let's see seventh grade is like 12 13 12 13 oh yeah he's yeah. had that big head forever okay okay he grew, um, he grew into the he head. grew into the okay. head yeah so so he he sits down and at the school it was the big like oh you know like i didn't have any other friends in there that watch wrestling because like every most schools no one no one openly likes it it's a little secret like he'll go home and watch it but then mm-hmm. you're gonna come to school like, stupid well he just goes like does anyone like wrestling and i was like right here i was like this is the guy and we just we talked like all lunch we ended up having study hall together we started talking about it and then that just started what we doing you know we'd get together for pay-per-views or do this and that and it was wrestling all the time. Like we started wrestling around, you know, we had trampolines and stuff and we made, we did, you know, I used to cut school and I never liked school anyway. I wasn't, I wasn't big on school. So I, I cut school and I'd make like uh cardboard titles. I mean, I tape them up and I cut out little, you know, little designs and stuff. And like, I mean, like I, I put a lot of work into it. We'd, we'd put uh 
stuff on YouTube. We'd edit videos and stuff. They're all taken down now. It's horrible. But like we like we really like that's all we did. Like just talked about wrestling, lived wrestling, and then as we got older, we just decided like you know maybe maybe we can give this a try. Mm-hmm. You know, because we were you know it's a small town. We were just kind of like yeah, you know, that'd be cool to do, but is that possible? And my aunt had just moved down to Georgia and her husband had like a big commercial roofing business. So I went down to, um, to help work. He had like a big job and I'm helping work. And I said, Oh, there's this school down there. I can't remember the name. It's like the WWA four, whatever it's called in Atlanta. So I went down and we went in, they had like Wednesday shows, like an hour long just for the guys training, just, you know, free come in just to get them experience in front of a crowd. Mm-hmm. And I go in there, there's like four rings in there and like all this stuff. Like it's a nice little setup. And the guy's like, oh, yeah, Dave Taylor just left like half hour ago. You just missed him. I was like, oh, yeah, that's, that's cool. They had this giant chair. supposed to be Andre the Giant's chair or whatever. Like it's huge. You know, I don't know. So is it like the, the, the Ripley's Believe It or Not where they have the, the world's yes. largest man's chair or yeah, something? Yeah, you walk in, you, and you, in. You, you walk and look to the left and there's the chair, like this giant chair. You know, I think there's a picture of Andre on it. We talked to them and I remember it was like, we were discussing it, but you know, we didn't, you know, moving the whole way there and we didn't, we didn't have any money saved up. This was all, you know, like, wow, like, you know, let's give this a shot. And then mm-hmm. he comes and says, well, um, I, I attended this night of legends wrestling show, um, a while ago and there's this place IWC, you know, and they're having tryouts and stuff. You know, and this was like mid 2009. And he says, I think the next trial, I think it was like January or February or something. <laughs> So we go, and I said, all right, you know, we got a hold of everyone, you know, sending our stuff, our information, and it was set, like, January something was our tryout date. So that was 2009, and I'd never had a lot of money growing up or never had, like, family or friends that was in wrestling, but his dad and his brothers, they were all in wrestling, so his dad would take him to, like, local shows here and there. Well, we ended up, bragging rights, 2009, came to Pittsburgh, yeah, I remember that. I think that was my first show ever being to. Like, I was, I never got to go to an indie show. That was my first show as Bragging Rights. Really? Yeah. And we were way up in the news. Isn't that the one where uh, Randy Orton almost blew up John Cena? I think. Yeah. Yeah. I, rem- I remember it because um, somebody bought the DVD and there's like a silhouette of us. We were in the nosebleeds and there was a camera behind us. So we were like, Dude, there has to be one clip of us on there, right? And there's like, as DX came out for the tag team match, the SmackDown versus Raw, it goes over and you can see his giant head, his brother's head, and I had a ponytail. I had long hair then, and I had a ponytail, but I still had my hat on. So you could see like the bulge from my ponytail sticking out, and like, oh, there we are. And it was a quick glimpse. You, you can never tell it's us. So we only know because his big head, my ponytail, and his brother. So that was that. And then I think we went to a show at the fairground somewhere. I can't remember. I can't remember what the name of that show was, but then later that day they were advertising, hey, there's a show up in um, Erie. It's PWR. And we, we kind of looked at each other, and I was like, I'll drive. You know, I, we, I drove to the fair, and like, all right. So we jumped in the truck and went up there, and you know, we just like started, you know, went to a couple of these shows around the area until January come around. We went down, tried out. You know, I think there may have been like five or six of us there for the tryout. You know, we go down. I'm not knowing at all what to expect, but you know, and it's both of you, you, you and Rodan were there yeah, together. Yeah. yeah. He, he was already, he went down to his mom's. So he was already like down here in the area. I came from home. So I drove two mm-hmm. hours 
and I go in and I, I think I didn't even have a card time. Like my card broke or something. I was in the middle of fixing it. And that happens to me all the time. <laughs> but so I go to ride down, we get down there and, you know, we go there and, um, now at the time, like I didn't know any like local close guys, you know, I didn't know any local like Pittsburgh wrestling guys, you know, I wasn't on the up and up for it. And we go down there, Jimmy DeMarco's there, Super Hentai's there, and Chuck's there, Chuck Roberts, he was the owner at the time. I, can't, I think someone else was there. And then Shimo was there, or DJZ, you know. Mm-hmm. And we did our tryout and stuff. Like, all right, you know, I'm going to talk to them and we'll call you and stuff. And I was like, oh, yeah, it went pretty quick, you know. We, you know, but, you know, they had us do all this, you know, bumps and rolls and, you know, the whole give it a little bit of everything, kind of see how it goes, you know. And I think it was like a week or something went by, you know. All right, we'll wait and see. And we got the phone call, like, oh, yeah, if you want to come, you know, go ahead. You know, like, we're if something you want to do. And I was, yeah. Then I called him, like, all right, I guess we're in. I guess, you know, it starts here. And then the very first practice we went to, I missed the first one because – I don't even remember why it was so long ago. I usually have a pretty good memory about things, but I think there was some, I had like a family emergency or something. I can't remember, but I went to the second practice and the very first practice I go to, it's the night after homecoming or prom. I can't remember. I got maybe an hour of sleep. I'm hungover. We go in and everybody's standing there like, um, super hentai standing there, DJZ standing there. And they're just, they're looking like serious. And I'm like, what's going on? you know what is this like this doesn't you know this feels like you know i don't know something's wrong well we had a clearfield show that weekend and because like we, we did get a pass because we lived up here like you don't have to drive you know three hours down and help unload you know just be there as soon as the rain gets there set it up help do whatever you know you know part of doing everything well the guys that were from down here they pulled in and as they were pulling out, they didn't wait that long. They were, they were pulling out. The ring truck was pulling in. So they didn't help. So Super Hentai goes, well, we're going to do this first one as a class. This is punishment practice. And I was like, all right. I'm hungover. <laughs> I had like maybe an hour, two hours of sleep. This is great. We started off with, I don't even remember, a bunch of squats. We did Japanese push-ups. We did leapfrogs. We ran. You know, I, I want to say one of the guys puked. I don't remember. And the whole time, it's like, well, we didn't even do anything. I, I got through it better than I thought I was going to, being hungover and not feeling good. I don't know why, but we got through it, and then maybe like 10 minutes at the end of class, we we learned lockups or something, something real quick, you know. All right, see you next week. So it's crazy, like when he said, you know, he was, I was the one that had to keep him in it because my very first one was punishment, you know, and I'm hungover, and I'm like, ah. But, I mean, we got through that, and then he, Henta's like, well, after this, you know, you guys, whoever... Whoever messes up, you can pay for it on your own. First ones as a team. All right, fair enough. Okay, fair enough. We won't screw up again. <laughs> Got it. <laughs> and I think we talked about a little bit about that session of practice. I think it, it it ended up weaning down to just the two of you guys and DJ Z for the training, right? <clears throat> yeah, the one guy got hurt halfway through. He it, it, nothing serious, but it scared him. He took a bump wrong or whatever, yeah, yeah. and he was like, oh, "I don't. I'm reevaluating my life. I don't think this is in it." And the other guy was like, "He's he's scared." DJZ, he scared him like some of the, like he was like, "Dude, like you, like we." He took a hip toss and he tried to Jeff Hardy it every time, and he, you know he tried to do this one. He's like, "Stop doing that! Stop! You're gonna break your neck!" And he like 
he would brush his head and he made him stop like you're not doing it anymore he's like i'm like you you know and he he tried to make everything you know he's we're just trying to get taught the basics and he's trying to go superstar mm-hmm. and you know and he's like well i think the class is going too slow for me but it's like no you're trying way too hard and i think he went off and he like tried to he tried to wrestle some places i think he maybe did a show mm-hmm. and I got footage of it, and he stole like all of DJ Z's moves that he was doing at the time. <laughs> I was like, "This is great," you know. Like he just, and then it just became us two, you know. It was just down to the two of us, and that was that. I mean, it it was pretty quick too. Sorry, the responses in the chat room were pretty good. <laughs> was it Sean Phoenix? No. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh that's awesome so and this is you know again I, I told this a little bit on on the the road and interview too i'm sorry we have to bring him up all the time since he was here first but uh but it was always it was always interesting just watching you guys um in general like like you came out your blue blue blue, blue color slaughterhouse slaughter and uh i remember all the words didn't know if they were in the right order and they, you were these two kind of redneck guys but you were Definitely trained by DJ Z by what I was seeing. I mean, you're still doing moonsaults like they're nothing. I don't, I don't, I don't pull them out a whole lot. I just try to keep it rare because mm-hmm. most people don't expect it from me. So you keep it rare, you know, it looks better. But yeah, we, we went and we, I think he had us. He's like, well, I'm going to try, you guys do like an assisted backflip. And I could, on a trampoline, like I grew up, like when I go to trampoline, I, I could do anything on a trampoline almost. Mm-hmm. I could do backflips, I could do a 630, I could do a 630 backwards. And Shima goes, well, whatever you can do on a trampoline in one jump, he's like, you could, you 90% chance you can do it off top rope. Mm. I'm like, I can do 630 in one jump. I'm not trying that off top rope. <laughs> but he had us do these assisted backflips. And when he did mine, I got up really high and stuff just from, you know, doing it constantly. And, yeah. and I had a decent jump. And he was like, ah. Oh. All right. So then he, like, had us doing step-up ranas and, and everything. He, he had us doing the – where Daniel Bryan runs into the corner and he does the backflip out mm-hmm. under. He wanted us to do that. I mean, he was just boom, boom, boom. And I think he had Lowrider up there shortly after. Mm-hmm. And then he was showing us all kinds of crazy stuff. Say, was, it, was he doing a lot of lucha training at the time? I think that might have been later in his career. Who? Uh, DJZ. Yeah. Like he, there was like, I believe one time he came and he's like, oh, I was down in Mexico, you know, for, for whatever. Mm-hmm. And he got to train with like Grand Apache mm-hmm. and he was all so stoked about it. Cause he, he was a big fan of him back in the day. And he's like, this is what I learned. And so he got, you know, he learned stuff and this is what he showed me. And now we're going to do these drills and do this, or I'm going to show you this that I learned. So it was pretty mm-hmm. cool. Cause as he's still going out, you know, cause you know, you never stop learning and wrestling. Mm-hmm. So he's going out, he's learning, he's coming back, teaching us, you know, and then he brings low rider. He was down there doing stuff with him. So he's teaching us and, I mean, it was pretty cool. It was pretty interesting. Like, he kept trying to push us further. He's like, wow, you can do that. I want to see this. I want to see this. And, mm-hmm. and I mean, we, we did pretty good. Um, Logan Shulo, or Elias, I guess now, he was down for one. There was, like, the Wednesday practice. I think um, it was him, Justin Idol, a couple of other trainees, and we were all down. And um, Shima comes in the next week, and he goes, yeah, I was talking to – Shulo and he says, "Yeah, man, you could tell they were trained by by you. The one, or the one dude's doing backflips, and the bigger guy, he's running up the ropes and doing arm drags." And he's <laughs> like, "Whoa, it's crazy." So yeah, like there's a little hint of it sometimes. That's great. Uh, of course, debuted with IWC, uh, a pretty big, probably you know one of the biggest groups in the area, of course. And uh, you guys were in in the tag division. Uh, I I know you know from the you know talking to Roden before. This seems to be where things started getting a little off the rails. As far as things go, you were tagging, 
I think you had some guy named David Demira uh, stepping in every once in a while. Wherever it happened to him, I know. Uh, <laughs> We're still looking. We're still looking We're still for still David Demira. He's he's been lost for several years now, and nobody knows how to fix that cage. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, uh, tell me a little bit about your experience there early on as a tag team, uh, <laughs> kind of debuting as one, right? Yeah, well. We're at practice, and we kind of had the, like, oh, you know, we grew up together. Like, it'd be cool if we were a tag team. Mm-hmm. Well, the guy over there was at one of our practices. And That'd be goes, the Marshall the Bull Gambino off camera here. He goes, <laughs> uh, it was him and Jimmy DeMarco. He goes, he, he, he's looking at us like this, you know. this By this time, it was just the two of us. He's like, you guys ever think about being a tag team? And we both just got a big smile on our face, looked at each other. Like, well, yeah, 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 what do you think? You know, and, that was cool, you know. And Gambinos, they were the big tag team, you know, in IWC. And he's like, you guys should be a tag team. And I was like, that'd be cool. You know, so, which we already, you know, we didn't know how to bring it up, you know. Mm-hmm. Like, hey, because we're still, we're early. Like, I got my name early on. I got the Bronco name early on. He got the Matt Garish name early on. Mm-hmm. And, like, DJZ came up with, you know, he's like, oh, try this, this, and that. Because he, he was at a Clearfield show. And his vehicle broke down. So we went and rescued him and stuff because he's not a car guy. And my grandpa was a mechanic for many years. So most of the family knows at least a little bit. So I stopped. I was like, well, yeah, you can't, you know, you can't fix it tonight. You're going to have to either go get the part and put it on, which I'm not doing because it looks, there's not enough room in there. So you're going you're gonna to have to get towed. So he comes back to Roden's house and we had like a little... Sleepover or whatever, but <laughs> yeah, you, you had a DJZ zump. Yeah, but we—I mean, we didn't sleep. We were just up all night, you know, brain picking, you know, yeah, yeah. just kind of talking and this and that. And he, he, he came back. I want to say a few weeks later, and he goes, "My God, you know, you guys are the blue collar slaughterhouse, you know, because you got that blue collar this and that." And he just explained our lives and everything he saw, and he goes on this ten minute pitch for me. I got the name, you know. I remember being, I don't know, somewhere down south. He's then this this wrestler, his son's legit name was this. He never said the name. He's building this up. I mean, I'm just pumped, you know, I'm excited. You know, we're maybe four or five months in and I'm just and I'm ready to go. Like, yeah, I mean he, he has me, he's building it up and then you know, this was his this was his son's real name. I was like, You gotta be a wrestler, it's perfect for you. He's like Bronco McBride and I was like Okay, and then he just looks over at Roden, who was Matt Sagaris time. He goes, "And you're Matt Sagaris. Sagaris is Persian for battle axe." <laughs> what? That he goes, "Sagaris is Persian for battle axe." I got a ten minute speech on my name where he came up with it, how he thought, and he goes, "Bronco McBride, you're Matt Sagaris. That's Persian for battle axe," and that was it. <laughs> and I was like, uh, "Okay," and I was like, "I don't want the name Bronco." And now I, I would have been stupid if I didn't take it because mm-hmm. I don't I don't know any other Broncos out there and everybody people in my in my daily life that friends that knew me forever call me Bronco now like everybody calls me Bronco I don't respond to much of anything else because I'm just not used to it so he gives us a pitch and I remembered I printed out a list of names like I I was thinking and I mean I put so much thought into this and I fought it for a good two months two three months. I mean, I sent names to to Justin Idol. I was like, "Do you have any ideas? Do you think any of these look good?" Like, here's here's why I thought of each of them, you know. And I I sent names to Shima, and he still was like, "Ah, it's this and best and bad. Bronco McBride, man." <laughs> Everybody started calling me Bronco. We go to the shows, Bronco, because Shima started doing it. And I was like, "All right, all right," you know. And then it, it stuck on me. And after a while, I was like, "This is stupid. Why wouldn't I take this?" Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Like, it sticks. But we started wrestling, and, like, we were doing good, and, you know, everything was going on. We were, we were excited, you know, everything was coming together, and we were working almost, I think, every show. You know, I don't remember missing any. And we started branching out. We were doing pretty good. And he, there was still, like, you know, times where, and he didn't mention this. I, I watched his podcast. He didn't mention this, but the time that he was talking about whenever we were supposed to face Jimmy Nuts and uh, Joseph Brooks. Yes. Yeah. They were just coming in. We were supposed to face them at a, at a proving ground. Mm-hmm. Well, Joseph Brooks had a wedding that, like a year in advance or whatever. Yeah, he's in the wedding. He can make it something like that. And so Idol comes up, hey, you know, I don't know if you heard, but it's just going to be you and Jimmy Nuts. And Roden was, of course, like, yeah, you're disappointed, you know. Mm-hmm. He had a few friends and family come down. and Like, I get that, but there was a certain referee that rode with us. And he was just, that that's bull, man. He could, this is proving ground, you know. It's, you know, these trainees are young and they can be switched around, you know. They, he could make a tag match for you guys. But we're, we were supposed to work some stuff with Jimmy Nuts and him. It wouldn't make sense, mm-hmm. you know. And, of course, he got in his head and he twisted him up a little bit. Whole ride home. I'm just, shut up. Don't listen to him. Mm-hmm. I mean, I understand it's easy for me to say that. I'm wrestling. You're not. But, it, it was it was somebody that just kind of got like hit the right nerve yeah like he yeah. was he was disappointed anybody would be and then he yeah. was just like boom 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 well that ended up happening and the reason why i was told is why i was picked because he had had one of his little stints where he he was like i don't know problem is he'll get negative back in the day he would get negative and he would act on it a little too quick he would like mm-hmm. hey man i don't know if i can keep doing this and stuff and you know, I'm trying to figure out my personal life and stuff and get it all together. And so because he kind of did that, they're like, well, you know, Bronco's been here, yada, 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 but we're going to throw him on. And that's just, you know, it was, other than that, it was just basically flip of a coin. Yeah. And so we came out of that and he was, you know, he got a little disappointed in that. So these were things that like kept weighing on. And then we were supposed to, how it was pitched to me, like we were supposed to have this you know, big, uh, angle with the the gambinos and stuff like we we even we did a few matches and we i remember there's a promo on youtube i just saw it the other day in fact um where we attack them and i drive Roden's car and i hit mickey <laughs> stuff yeah it's on there and one of the funny things if you watch it and because it's so dark outside like when we jumped out of the car like he goes after Marshall. I went after Mickey. I think I threw Mickey down. I ran over to help because Marshall has the upper hand. I'm running over to help him. And I just saw two guys in black. And the first shot or two was Roden because I couldn't <laughs> tell. Boom. And I was like, oh, no. And, and, you know, like instantly. But we did that. And then I don't even, I don't remember exactly what happened. Some things went different. And, you know, there's just kind of went this way and that way. And we ended up not like, I don't remember why, but we had like a cage match. It was, uh, Marshall and Brian McDowell, Brian McDowell filled. And I think that was when Mickey moved or whatever. I don't remember, but around that time. So that didn't happen. And that kind of got him disappointed. I mean, I was disappointed too. Like it, I was pretty was excited. Was that the West Virginia that. cage match? Yes. That was ended up outside. Yes. It was the yeah. main event because they couldn't get the cage inside the door. the door. And so we come in the, we're setting up the ring outside. I was like, what are we doing this? Yeah. Yeah. Everybody's hot. The ring was so hot. The sun. I mean, that was because we had the black canvas. I remember that show. Uh, one of the guys that worked there like came up to me like like right at the last match. Is like, you know, actually, I think we could have gotten the cage in. I was like, don't say that to anybody. Yeah, <laughs> yeah don't. That was uh... 
So, so uh, you know, so Sagaris, uh, uh, now Roden, uh, went off kind of on his own, figuring out his life. You can see his interview to find out what happened there. Yeah, but, he, well, he went off, and he said in his interview, right as we debuted, like we did, like two last training sessions, mm-hmm. just just as practice with Justin Idol. Yeah, two or three, something like that, and and we were just working matches at that point because mm-hmm. Shima was he was adamant about your I, I I don't care if it takes two years, I want you guys to look better than trainees when you first have your first match. Yeah, and because he you know he said we're training, I'm training one class, you guys are the first and last, so I want to do it right, and. He he was he had like that ROH documentary thing going on, one of the three, and then he just started doing stuff with Impact. So he's gone, you know. So I mean, he's the one with us training every single day, you know. Mm-hmm. So he knows us. He knows what we can do and what we would mesh well, and you know, knows more about us. Whereas the other guys, like you know, they they do to a point. So he's not there to have her back. Be like, well, this would be good for them, or mm-hmm. you know, I'll try this. Like oh, I think they'd be really well in this, or. So we were kind of like you're you're going fresh into the bookers at the time, and they didn't really know what you were capable. of. Yeah, so okay. they're they're so it's at the point where you know he wasn't there, he didn't have her back, so to say. Mm-hmm. But I mean, I understand that. I mean, I don't blame him at all. And then Roden makes his big exit, and I'm like, well. And at the time, we were tag team champions, not at IWC. I think it was five star or something, and I think maybe Black Diamond too. I can't remember, but I was like, we have tag belts and stuff like like we're we're doing good you know like uh, mm-hmm. what's like we're, we're working you know we're having fun and mm-hmm. he's like you know and i i got it you know he had to go and and it, i do to a point like everything i said in the promos like it has a real feeling to it mm-hmm. like i do felt like he kind of split and i was just left you know okay now it's just me no Shima, no Roden. Like I am me. I'm a tag team wrestler without a tag team partner. I now have to reinvent myself. I have to, I have to do my own thing. And I'm like, and you know, of course, Chuck's like, oh, you know, just work with me. You know, we'll, we'll get you back in the loop. You know, obviously, I mean, I get it. I'm a tag wrestler without a tag partner. Mm-hmm. You know, so it is what it is. And I started working, you know, and I mean, it was a little like, you know, well, it's just me now. It is what it is. So I started working and I had a few matches with um, a friend of mine. He's from the Altoona, Johnstown area. His name's Zach Rame. I had like three or four matches in East Brady with him when Five Star was in East Brady. And I got my confidence level up and I was like, okay. And I had, I think like on match four or five and then I started I was like, all right, I can, I, I'm good now, you know, like I got my mind out of the tag team, you know, part, and now I'm like, yeah, I want to do singles and stuff, and now, you know, I got to tag with this guy again, and run back to square one, but it is an interesting thing to see, though, because even though we may not get along, and life is very different between the two of us, you know, from what was out, was back then, till mm-hmm. now, and, like, we've had some real life personal issues, there's, I think it was a like a five one five match at RWA, and I circled the ring and I turned around and I slapped Roden right in the face, and it was so hard. And I and in my head at the time, I, we just had an argument about something, like I don't remember what it was, but we legitimately like I like I was angry with him. Like legitimately was like you know shut your mouth. I don't want to mm-hmm. talk to you anymore. Like get away from me. Mm-hmm. As how it kind of ended, in the aspect like it wasn't that clear cut you know but it was both like we're not going to agree on this 
It is what it is. And I just wham and I slapped him and I gave him a lot and just crack and everything got quiet. And I think uh I don't remember Idol was on that team and Ryan Edmonds was right next to him and he goes like this and looks at Roden's face and Roden comes in and, and we went at it like legit. I mean, he's nailing me, I'm nailing him, we're legit. Like everything, like we tackled each other a couple times on the outside. It was all And this tape. was this was early on in, in what became the feud out there. Yeah, right? and yeah. this was all like I was real. Like mm-hmm. if he took me down, it's cause he took me down. If I mm-hmm. took him down, it's cause I took him down. I didn't give an inch and neither did he. Like it got real for a minute. And, and we this went. is and for people that maybe haven't checked out their their feud in, in RWA here. Um, all that available, over, of course, at IndieWrestling.us. Um, it was like there was definitely a heightened intensity whenever you guys were in there. It seemed like you were topping the violence from from month to month. There was, I know, I know. More recently, there's kind of jokes of like, can we really have another uh, John Roden and Bronco match? Because it seemed like it was you guys every month doing something different. But it was something different, and and oh, yeah. and it stuck out every month. You know, and we and there, there, I mean, there's, there's that pressure that when you're working the same thing to deliver more and more. Mm-hmm. And somebody said to me after one, I don't remember what, what, what I, I don't remember what match we had, but they said something about topping it. And I said, Oh, you should wait till next month, was my line. And that's the one where I was bloody red like the next month. I don't remember the one was before that the pile of chairs one. Uh, yeah, there was the one like- before that that somebody said something. I said, Well, you want to see a top next month? And we just went into it, you know, and I'm thinking, okay, I got to top this one. And then it, it got bloody. And I remember, like, I got hit with the chair over the outside, and I stood up and I turned. And I could feel the blood. I didn't realize how much was it. Affer- like, it, it felt like I was in a shower standing under the faucet. And I turned, and I just see all these fans, like, front row. Like, and they start backing up. And then I can, it really starts flowing. And then I turn to get back in the ring. And I'm grabbing a chair and I'm pulling myself up and I'm doing this, wiping the blood out, and it's instantly coming back down. And I look across and Roden grabs a chair and he turns and goes like that. And I was like, wow. And I'm like, huh. If he's looking at me funny, I must. And I'm looking down and blood's just pouring. So I was like, well, here we go. Yeah, I remember it was a pretty good reveal when like your head popped up and it was just like all over. Yeah, because I rode, I rode to the opposite side mm-hmm. of the camera and mm-hmm. I just turned around and I climbed up and just blood's pouring down and stuff. It was pretty cool. It was a pretty cool moment. You got your crimson mask. <clears throat> yeah, more than once. <laughs> um, of, of course, RWA. I, I, you know, the conversation for anybody who's a regular in RWA doesn't uh, go without me uh, mentioning the crowd there. And I know uh, we were talking about a little bit beforehand how you've been kind of on the front lines of some pretty crazy stuff that uh, somebody in this room might have started, uh, <laughs> or at least tried to finish. Uh, <laughs> and especially, and again, like, you know, with this feud that you're doing, people are, are definitely into it, you know, both as, you know, you guys were fighting and now teaming up and doing something interesting with that. We'll, we'll talk a little bit more about that, too. Uh, tell us a little bit about your experiences with the uh, the RWA crowd down there in West Newton. I mean, it's definitely, I like the crowd. They're not, you'll get some crowds that are so spoiled, and when I say sport, I mean, like, you have top names as soon as they're at a WWE, you know, they get to see these guys, mm-hmm. you know, whoever it may be. And they're so spoiled and they've seen so much. They're just kind of like, I mean, they enjoy it, but they're just like, hmm, that was cool. Like, and it's like, ah, like, you paid your hard-earned money for this. If you hate me, stand up and tell me you hate me. If you like me, well, tell me you hate me anyway, you know. <laughs> but, like, 
you know, get up and interact and have fun. And I feel like RWA is probably like it's up there. It has to be one or two, like as far as crowds I've been on in front of. There was one crowd in Tennessee that probably was it close. If I went there more often, I have a better judgment. But um, I mean, those guys they get into it. and if they hate you, like you know, they hate you. Mm-hmm. And in that and that's what we were talking about. When I came in, I was part of the uh, the no the alliance. The circle? Yes, yeah. the the alliance, and it was. And I know it changed a lot in the beginning, but the two people that I remember, the reason why I came to RWA was Marshall Gambino and Super Hentai. I didn't like, I don't remember what I was doing at IWC. I think I was still shifting around or whatever. And um, I hadn't been on like a show or two. And I, cause I, I mean, I was still finding some traction and stuff. And Marshall goes like, Oh, we're doing this thing down here, you know, this group, you know, you come, come on down and check it out, you know, and get in here, you know, it's a fun place to work. So, I come down, you know, and find out very quickly. Marshall has a lot of heat with the with the fans. Like they don't they don't like him, you know. And I love I love I love. I mean, it comes natural to me. I'm an easy guy to hate, so I love you know I love hatred. If you hate me and you know, you tell, I don't care. Like I like that. That's what when I come out and someone's telling me how much they hate me or don't like me. Like all right, like I'm good. Like that gets me pumped up. And we're in front of a. It was a pretty large crowd. And we had just joined up with the, I don't remember the pulpit and, um, like Cicero. Yeah, his group. group. And we were just yeah. starting to call it the New Circle. Yeah, this is Jimmy Cicero. Uh, yeah, he has some history. He's been on WTV a bit. Well, we bit. joined up with them, and we had beaten down Derek, and like we're all beating him down. And then when we turned and we posed for the camera, his suit's ripped off. He's wearing this white shirt, and he's just bloody. Now, RWA fans, they love that guy. Like mm-hmm. they, you know, they love Derek. And I mean, you know, he's he's at the door, greeting you on your way in, greeting you on your way out. You know, like he he builds that connection. And well, they were pretty mad. And of course, there's no guardrails down there. Like it's it's that at home experience, you know, experience that feeling. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't take much to stand up, and you're right there. So naturally, you know, I think Gory and Road and a bunch of other guys came down. We all jumped out of the ring. And the crowd's, like, right there. They're mm-hmm. not sitting down. No one's sitting down. Everyone's standing up. They're kind of closing in on the ring. And I was like, okay, I, Hentai and Marshall. That's what I'm thinking. I look over. Hentai's right here. He jumped out on the same side. I look to my right. I don't see Marshall. Well, he jumped out near the curtain. He probably went to the back. All right, cool. So I'm, I'm doing this because I can hear people, you know, F you, you know, try that on me. Bring it on. All this stuff. And so I'm just kind of like, you know, being aware of my surroundings. I look over. Marshall Gambino, not being a big guy, is standing like this. There's these two big dudes in front of him. And they are in his face. And I was like, whoa. I was like, that's not good. And he's surrounded. Like, he's not. I mean, fans are surrounded him. He's not by the ring and they're in his face. Or, you know, he, like, there's nothing but people around him. So my instant thoughts, like, that's not good. And I mean, there, I mean, those, I mean, I, I assumed it just started because they were just in his face and nothing was happening. I did one of these. I slapped hentai. I said, we got to go. And I came running over. And right as it looked like to get physical. And I just, boom. And I, I tackled the dude in the left. And. And I think if Marshall explains it, he's used this term a couple of times. A blur of Bronco came out of the left and 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 took that guy away from me and he shoved the other guy back. Security finally gets over there, you know, and they're they're pushing us back. I was like, get those guys back. 
Marshall's fired up, right? And everybody's running him out at this point. We're backing up. And there's another fan closing in, and they said something. Of course, he's on fire, and he turns to say something. I, like, did one of these, pushed the fan back. I turned around and bear-hugged him. I was like, we got to go. We're way outnumbered. And I just started <laughs> pushing him. And, like, all I had to push him. We almost took out the curtain and got him to the back. I think that was, like, two shows before the cops called or something like that. I don't remember. You'll have to ask him. But we got back there, and I was like, wow. And that's – and, you know – like those, that fan, what I had learned later, what was actually said is how he puts it. Well, the fan spit on him. And, you know, of course, Marshall, he, he's still going out of the fan, and the fan threatened to stab him. Well, you, you, you want to threaten, and I understand completely, you want to threaten to hit me or, oh, I'll knock you out. You know, you're going to say that. Mm-hmm. But, like, you, you're going to stab me? I'm like, and that's that a, was. That's a turn. That, yeah. That, that, that's, that's, that's a, that escalates quickly. Too far, you know. And. but yeah so and then you know i'm gonna stab you and a blur bronco you know took out that guy and that was that that's how that's how that story went from my perspective at least hentai didn't even make it over there because security grabbed him like two or three guys grabbed him and i was like what are you doing those guys over there these guys are crazy like we're trying to get out of here (laughs) like no no i'll pull my people back if you get those guys back was my mentality uh, and with this, of course, you're uh, teaming up again with Rodin, uh, playing Uno with him. <laughs> I'm noticing on the internet, Very trying to get man. along. It looks like a some some sort of couples therapy, as dictated by Doctor Feelbad. I, you know, we we have um, we have called into question several times over the years his 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 uh, degree to be called a doctor. I was going to say, I don't but, know. Uh, I mean, he's trying. Yeah, he's, he's trying. at least playing the part right now. I don't know how far he's going to get with that. <laughs> I mean, it comes naturally. I'm not an easy person to get along with as it mm-hmm. is. So, and then you get to make me try and get along with someone. I don't know. It's, it is what it is. It is. It's a lot different this time around. Mm-hmm. We're both a lot more experienced, obviously. Um, if you watch his interview, you know, I think you can see that his head is not in the same place as it was back then. Mm-hmm. You know, and I mean, I'm... Since then, I've, like, started single stuff. I've got confidence and stuff. I was like, you know, I started, you know, getting happy with the things I was doing and stuff and sticking with it. So, I mean, it's kind of, I'm kind of interested to see where it goes with us just because, like, it was how it was then and now it's something like, completely different, mm-hmm. you know. So, I don't I don't know exactly where, but, I mean, eh, we won the tag belts in our first, uh, <laughs> our first teaming, so... I guess we'll just have to see exactly how that pans out. All right. Uh, well, I have a couple. I think I have a couple questions. I'll try to back through here. But but in the meantime, I'll, I'll throw one that I always think about every time I see it come out. Is it tough to travel with spikes, spiked uh, uh, elbow or uh, shoulder pads? Yes, because I I keep like getting a good close look and like those are those are real sharp. <clears throat> um, I'll tell you a funny story about it when I. How I ended up making them, and I know everyone, they just call them the Road Warriors place because that's, that's what they associate it with. My original idea was I was sitting at the house, uh, Mad Max Road, um, Fury Road came out. And I'm a big Mad Max fan. I watched all of them. Oh, and, amazing movie. Yes. And the chess piece that a Morton Joe wears, you know, and, and it was cool because it was made, you know, like the post-apocalyptic, you know, like he just puts like symbols on there and like a computer board for something and just kind of pieces together his own armor and his own um, little decorations and stuff. So that's kind of the idea I had. 
And when I was making it, like I put it all together and I was pretty happy with the outcome. I was surprised. I started, I had a, um, which I think it was Broden's that ended up in my possession years ago. It's uh, like one of those displays you have at a store, like a body display. So I would take it on it, but then that made it even bigger. So I just kind of try and find a place for it, traveling with it. But I was wearing it one time and there's spikes in the front that I added maybe last year. And I'm standing in the back and J-Rock is standing right near me and he's you know getting pumped up for his match. And he gives me a punch because I'm wearing it. I'm getting ready to go out and he gives me a punch like right to the chest and he's like ah and he looks down and he punched dead on the little spikes i had <laughs> and he's looking at us yeah man they're real <laughs> oh, so i don't know if he actually cut himself but he went over he's looking at his hands and stuff and i was like Ooh. but yeah it's 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 not fun especially like if i have a belt or something so like because then i'm carrying the bag and i'm trying to wrap the belt around the bag and i'm trying to carry carry the you know the spikes with me and stuff so yeah it's it's challenging sometimes i'm getting a lot of a lot of comments from your uh current and former tag team partners in the chat room tonight yeah i think you'll have a lot of fun looking back at the uh, the, the comments on this video afterwards sure. uh zach rain's out there mm. and uh he's saying i feel like his mom half the time i'm so freaked out every time i get a message from somebody your partner is bleeding all over the place again <laughs> yeah there was a there was a running joke for a while i had like three or four shows and in, in rwa where i just and i think one i had one elsewhere as well there was like a couple months where every show i got some i got whether small cut or big cut it was around the time of that 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 chair show because i i it hit an artery is what is why i was just pumping blood out mm -hmm. is what the doc told me and before and after that it was just constant like blood like I got hit with something and it cut me open or I broke my nose and my nose was bleeding. So it was constant, you know, like, oh, is this Bronco McBride going to bleed tonight? And I'm like, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Maybe like it's the way my look's going. I just might. But yeah, it was a constant thing. So yeah. That's awesome. Of course, you guys have RWA as of this recording coming up um, on December 8th. It is season's beatings. You're going to have another tag team match. And uh, what do you kind of see the, this your guys' uh, current dominance in the tag team division going this time around? Um, and are there other card games you're going to try along the way of uh, getting along? I don't know, man. Uno isn't my thing. So I, I heard chess was suggested, I think, by Dr. Philbad. I'm not a chess guy, so I don't see. I don't, I don't know. I don't know what we're going to have to do to show that we can get along. But Twister. Yeah, I don't know. That might really dance, dance revolution. Yeah, couples, dance, dance revolution. Yeah, I don't. Uh, I'm not <laughs> rock a band. band. I don't. Well, we'll see. I don't know. The the there's a wide. Yeah. What's that? Naked chicken. Naked chicken. There's a wide. There's a wide variety of what we could do. I there should know. be a poll. There should be suggestions. How do we get yeah. you guys? Like there you go. Put that in there. Um, hit it, hit on the comments. We'll uh, direct all of those to RWA management. And uh, see what uh, what these guys need to do here to get to get uh, get on the same page. So trust falls. Are we going to do trust falls? Maybe I don't. If he goes first, I'll do. A trust <laughs> if he goes first, I'll gladly do a trust fold. You're, you're you got to really put your trust in though. We we have time. You're going to wear the height. spikes for yours. And, yeah, 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 just because you, you just in case you know it's for safety first. He's he's an honorable guy. I think he would risk it. You know, right? There you go. Where can people find you online? Uh. The McBride Show on Instagram and then Bronco McBride on Facebook is mm -hmm. pretty much uh, 
that's pretty much all I I have a Twitter, but I don't I haven't been on it years. It's out there so. somewhere. I tag you every once in a while. I'll see really? I don't have to get checked. I'll see love. I, I don't. I, every time I, we put your match up, man. I haven't. Fu- Roden's all over that. I, I, <laughs> yeah, he's a Twitter guy. I'm not a Twitter guy. I, I'm not. I'm not much of a social media guy as far as I feel like. That's why I thought it was cool, you know, doing this interview because I'm not. I don't post anything personal, even on my personal profile. No, no, no. I don't post anything. Like you don't. Or some people, you know what they ate for every meal. Mm-hmm. You you don't know anything. I don't you know I don't post any pictures really. I do absolutely nothing. So, I mean, I, so I was like, yeah, you know, it's rare opportunity, kind of step inside and see. But I mean, I I mean, I do I do do the Facebook. I do. I mean, everybody's on Facebook. You gotta have Facebook. Yeah, twenty eighteen. <laughs> you gotta have Facebook. Uh, I realize I didn't ask best and worst, but I feel like you covered most of it uh, <laughs> of indie wrestling over the years. The the worst I don't know is probably like dealing with the change for me because like not any so much anymore but the constant like uh, okay like oh we don't our trainer isn't here we don't have anyone ever back yeah or, my tag partner isn't here you know mm-hmm. and for a while it was like am I gonna be am I gonna have a tag partner you know I don't know where his head was at um that's probably it and I mean there's always your other little things you know. Like that go along the way, you know, like traveling and, you know, depending on where you go and how far you're going out and all that stuff. But the best is probably that, like, not only the interaction with the fans, but like the whole, it's an, for me at least, it's, it's an escape. I don't, like, with my personal life, I don't have, I don't, I don't do a whole lot personally for, for myself, like wrestling's that's that's my thing I look forward to. Like, okay, weekends here, I get through my day job, you know, go home, do my thing, and then like end of the week, like, okay, whatever stress I had, like I can put it put it all on the back burner. I wake up late as always and I get ready for the show, thinking I forgot something and I'm on the road. And soon like as soon as I get there, I'm I'm ready to go. Like, all right, what are we doing? Like what's going on tonight? Like I'm pumped. You know, and then well, there. The worst thing is the ride home. Is the the last show of the weekend? You're going home, and it's like, oh, <clears throat> oh back to normal life, you know, back to the boring job and the, you know, grind, you know, nine to five all week. So that's probably the worst. Like getting getting out of that whole thing, and sometimes for me, it's getting out of character too. Like I'll go to a sheets down the road, and I'll still be in character walking through, you know, and then I'm like, <laughs> oh, I better I better chill out. Like I'm. Um, I'm on sheets. I'm not. I'm not. Yeah, just, two a.m. when the drunks are out. You don't. Yeah, wanna, you don't yeah. want to be challenging at that point. I mean, it makes it exciting. Yeah, yeah. Well, it start looking like an RWA show. Uh, the chat room's going crazy in here. Um, one wrote something about a kissing booth came up. Should we set up a kissing booth at RWA? Winner doesn't have to drive. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Candyland, oh Yahtzee, uh, canoeing, snowball fight. Uh, you got a lot of options to choose from here. So, yeah, we'll forward those along. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much for joining us. Bronco McBride. Sorry, I'm reading his name in the chat. <laughs> with us tonight and i'm uh, gonna check out my rwa and even the early stuff you can find some blue blue collar slaughterhouse over there on indie wrestling.us as well so hard it was to carry him way back and there you go there you go i mean it really it does close the loop with what's going on now and of course check out everything at indie wrestling.us and our other podcasts and other past interviews uh there and at wrestling mayhem Dot com? Dot com. Yes. Uh, and everything else. But until next time, please support indie wrestling. 
This show is a member of the Sorgatron Media Podcast Network. Find out more at sorgatronmedia.com.